Well, welcome back, everybody. George Miley once again. We're continuing to move through a series of teachings under the overall topic of maturing toward wholeness in the inner life. And when we say maturing toward wholeness in the inner life, what we're actually doing is describing the outcome, the end result, the fruit of a life lived in discipleship to Jesus. Because Jesus came to teach us how life was created to be lived, how the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the place where God is king can be entered and lived in, the principles of God's kingdom, which really are the principles of how human life was created to be lived. So as we allow Jesus to teach us and return us to the state that our Creator had in mind for us, we find ourselves being healed, we find ourselves moving into wholeness. The topic of this teaching, which is the sixth in our series, is faith. So when we allow Jesus to teach us how to live, when we put his teachings before us and say, I want to learn how to live these out, we obviously are confronted early on with the subject of faith. So what is faith? Well, we have a subtitle to this teaching or this chapter that has four words or phrases that I think can help us begin to get into this subject. What is faith? Faith is choosing to rely on God for forgiveness of sins and everything else. Faith is choosing to rely on God for forgiveness of sins and everything else. Faith is choosing. So faith is a choice. The real question with faith is not so much am I able to believe, but it is, am I willing to make the choice to believe? So faith is a choice. A choice to do what? A choice to rely on God. So am I going to rely on God? That's the choice that confronts me. Relying on God for forgiveness of sins. Now, our understanding of faith is so often connected first with the subject of forgiveness of sins, and of course, rightly so. The only way we can ever experience the forgiveness of our sins is by relying on God or relying on Christ. We rely on him for forgiveness of sins, but then we also rely on him for everything else in life. So it's really important as we develop our understanding of faith, to understand that faith is not limited to the relying on God or the relying on Christ for the forgiveness of sins, although it is indeed that. But it's broader than that, much broader than that. It's relying on God for all of life. God created our first parents for a life filled with delight, meaning, joy, and love. 
they were to receive this life by continually relying on him. So this life, we've used these words, delight, meaning, joy, love. We're all attempting to put content into this life that our Creator created us for. It's really God's life. It's really eternal life. You know, we hear that phrase, eternal life, and we can easily associate it or in our minds think, well, this means life that never ends, and that is indeed what it means, but it means so much more than that. Eternal life is actually the life of God. So we're created to live moment by moment, relying on our Creator, and through relying on Him, experience His life, which is indescribably beautiful and desirable beyond anything we could um, understand or find terms to adequately describe. So that's the life that we were created for. But Adam and Eve, our first parents, decided to turn from God and go their own way. They thought they knew better. Rather than choosing to rely on God, they chose to rely on themselves. This was a disastrous decision. It left them guilty before God, but it did so much more. It cut them off from God's wisdom, and they kept making bad decisions. And of course, it wasn't only our first parents, Adam and Eve, who made that disastrous choice. Each one of us have made the same choice. We have decided to turn from relying on our Father and rely on ourselves. Self-reliance became deeply embedded in humanity. It resulted in further dysfunction. We make our own decisions, and they damage us. So as we have already talked about in this overall series, God created man, he created us in his own image, with the capacity, the free will to choose. So we, we are free to choose. And God stands beside us even when we make bad choices. And he chooses for a time not to interfere with our choices. But there's one thing that we're not free from. We're not free from the consequences of our choices. And so each one of us today is going to make choices, and those choices are going to have consequences. Many of the consequences are unknown to us when we make the choice. So if we get in touch with that, it's a very, very strong motivation to rely on God, who knows all the consequences. I think of in some of my own experience, one thing maybe I'll share with you is that when I was 19 years old, I rebelled against my father. I spoke to him in arrogance and anger, contempt. I dishonored him. I rejected his role as father in my life. And I 
went my own way. And as I entered adulthood, now that I look back on it, I see so many relationships that were negatively affected by the wounding that I experienced through the dishonoring of my father. I didn't even know that was going on until much later. The good news is that, although he's dead now for many years, my father and I were reconciled. And today I look back on my father and I'm very thankful for him and very grateful for all that I received from him. So today in my heart, there's a great honor for him, but there was a time in my life when I dishonored him. And the consequences of that were very bitter and very negative in my life. Self-reliance is an expression of self-will. Self-will is an expression of self-worship. Our core idolatry, the evil that has distorted us, self-worship. Jesus called his hearers to repent and rely on God's rule. Repent of what? Repent of what has prevented us from receiving from God, self-worship. So here we all are. We're going in a direction away from God. We have rebelled against our Father. We have decided that we know better. We're going to rely on ourselves, and we're going in a certain way away from him. And Jesus comes and says to us, repent. Turn around. That's what repentance is. It's turning around. Change your mind. Decide to go another way. Come back. I'm here. Enter through me into God's rule and learn from me how to live there. So, in a very real sense, in a very powerful sense, the life of discipleship is characterized, permeated with repentance. We're actually living in a state of repentance in that we're living in a state where we're saying, Lord Jesus, I went my own way. I relied on myself. I realized that was the wrong way. Now I want to turn from that way. And I want to rely upon you. Teach me, Lord, the ways of God. Teach me, Lord, the ways of life. Self-reliance surfaces early. Think of a toddler. How often a toddler can act in self-reliance, self-assertiveness. They need to be protected. How many times have we seen a mother walking with small children, all of a sudden one child is running off somewhere and the mother's running behind him. Where's that child going? Well, the child might be headed to the street. The child might be headed some other place that has danger lurking for him or her. And the poor child needs to be protected from the unknown dangers that his or her self-assertiveness can lead them to. God in Christ is redeeming humanity. Jesus' death and resurrection made provision. What did Jesus do on the cross? 
He made provision. Provision for what? Provision for our sins to be forgiven? And also, provision for God's life to be reformed, formed again in us. This offer of redemption is a Father's gift. We can't earn it. We can only say yes to it. We gain access to it by faith, by relying on Jesus. What is faith? Mental assent? Well, yes, it is that, but it's far more than that. It's belief that leads to relying on what is believed. Faith without works is dead. Now, a couple of examples. I may believe that China has a billion people. Okay, the statisticians tell me that. I believe it. But if the statisticians come back to me subsequent to that and say, well, oops, we made a mistake. China doesn't have a billion people. China has 1.2 billion. That doesn't wound me. I'm not invested in the fact that China has a billion people or 1.2 billion. I'm not invested in that. Now, contrast that with a picture of perhaps walking through a forest and we come to a ravine and we look down in the ravine and the ravine is very deep and there's a rope bridge that goes across the ravine. And so we think, gee, you know, I wonder if that rope bridge will hold me. So we take hold of the bridge, we shake it, and yeah, the bridge shakes and it looks like it's strong enough, but we don't really know if it's strong enough. I wonder if there's one place in the middle where the rope is thin or frayed, and we're kind of wondering, can this bridge really hold me? In the end, we make the decision, although I don't know for sure whether the bridge can hold me, although I can't prove whether the bridge will hold me, the time has come for me to make a decision, and I walk across the bridge. Now, that is the kind of faith that we're talking about. This is the kind of faith that Jesus was calling us to the choice to rely upon God, trusting that what he says and how he leads us is the path of life and that will result in a life of overflowing meaning and joy and abundance. Faith is choosing to rely on God in everything. It is a moment-by-moment default setting. We learn it from Jesus. He taught it. He lived it. So in the life of a disciple, as we live with Jesus and learn from Jesus, more and more faith becomes a default setting. We're confronted with something in life. We don't know the answer. We wonder about the outcome. Default setting. Rely upon the Lord. Trust him to lead in this particular circumstance. Faith is God-reliance. God-reliance for what? For my sins to be forgiven, but also for my bondage to sinful behavior to be broken. I cannot choose one but not the other. Now, this is really important as Christians, as followers of Christ, that we grasp this and incorporate this into our whole understanding of life. Wanting to believe in Christ for eternal life, 
or for going to heaven. But holding on to sinful behavior is not what God is offering. So this is the great danger. We can arrive at the understanding, well, I know I'm a sinner, I know I'm guilty, I want to go to heaven, okay, I repent of my sins, I pray a prayer, receive Jesus as my Savior, and now I'm ready to go to heaven. The whole thing of living a pure life, learning the life of obedience, allowing Christ to be formed in my inner life, that's not so appealing to me. So I don't think I'll choose that. I think I'll just choose to have my sins forgiven, but the whole thing of discipleship, the whole thing of growing in godliness, uh, I'll just leave that to those who are interested in that kind of thing. But that's not really, I don't think I'll choose that, at least right now. Maybe later on I'll choose that. But not right now. That's not really where I want to go. Well, this is just another form of self-will. So this is not what Jesus is offering. This is not what the New Testament is offering. I cannot rely on God and at the same time disobey him. Those two things can't go together. Why would I disobey God? Because I think my way is best. This is self-reliance. So again, the whole idea that I'm going to believe in God for eternal life, but I'm not going to obey him. Why would I do that? Well, because I'm relying that my way is best. Biblical faith is expressed by obedience. Obedience is an outflow of biblical faith. If I trust God, I will want to live the way he said is best. Christ takes away our sin. He doesn't just take away our guilt, although he does indeed do that. But he takes away our sin. How does he do it? He takes away our guilt. He takes away sinful behavior. Relying on him, we come to share his life. So many people who identify as Christian believers are in bondage to sinful behavior. Why is that? We have bypassed discipleship, where we learn from Jesus how to live a new life. So again, when Jesus began his ministry, the very first thing that he did was call his hearers to repent, proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, kingdom is here, and then he called disciples. And so, what we're saying is, the life of discipleship is an essential in the whole process of turning from sin and following Jesus. And that process of discipleship is lived by relying on him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, give us insight into the truth that you came to teach. Lord, we want to acknowledge afresh. We have rebelled against our Father. We have gone our own way. We have relied on ourselves. 
and that has damaged us, Lord. Lord, we want to turn. We want to come back. We want to rely upon you. Lead us back, Lord, to the home of the Father, the place for which we were created. Thank you, Lord. We pray our Father in Jesus' name.